1: Guys, you guys are now tuned to black star a podcast that highlights key moments in black culture from the past and current news that end the time with nostalgic figures and things of the present the icing on the cake is you guys get to kick it with a couple black millennials living in the 2020s and another quarantine episode it seems like it's calming down you might be you know the world is slowly opening up hopefully mm-hmm. things get back open like back into
0: regular at least what are you gonna say I have noticed that a lot of states are saying that some of their numbers are actually going up now though. I've seen that. Have you seen that? I've yeah. seen that. But I'm
1: I've been hearing mixed things. I heard some states are saying it's going up. Some people are saying like um it's going down. It's going down. And if you're asymptomatic, so, you can't spread it. It's not as contagious. I There's saw that so too. That was shit. from
0: the Who? The World Health Organization. Right. Yeah. So um, um the hotel that I recently stayed at, as soon as I go in, it's so interesting how they do it. They um swipe your card, take your money, and then they they get your temperature. Did it tell you that before? Or was it like, all right, come here, get your temperature? No, they they swipe your card and then they go, All right, bring me your forehead. I need to take your temperature and they you use a little like so if you can't like stay, that. do you get your money back? Or like, right, I, I, was, I was like, what the heck? You guys already took my money. <laughs> like, you took your money, like You can't stay here, bro. What money? What uh, refund. A refund. What are you talking about? <laughs> Hugo, get this guy out of Everybody here. Somebody is sick. Get <laughs> <Nothing wrong laughs> Get him out of here. That, that yeah. would suck. That would definitely suck. But aside from that, like- Are you going to go to the gym, to the barbershop? Because it opens again tomorrow. The barbershop? Barbershop. I'm shops, probably going to hit the uh, barbershop. I think so.
1: I'm probably going to hit the barbershop. The gym, not so much because I kind of built a routine that like is not that bad out here with, in terms of home workouts. So like, I don't think I'll hit the gym yet. Maybe later, but I'm going to let everybody else be the guinea pigs. I'm going to let them go out, see how they react, you know, see what they're saying about, you know, the gym. And I wonder how the gym's going to work too because usually they're so crowded and, and like packed. Are they going to start saying, you know what, we got 40 people in here already come back in an hour or here's your, you know, here's an app where you, what it tells you is good to come in. You know what I mean? Especially like when, it, when things are just opening up, I'm wondering how are they gonna include social distancing in the gym? And like, are they gonna start looking at people wiping down their, cause people didn't wipe stuff down before. That's what made me always wipe. Before I use something, I would wipe it down in the gym. I, yeah. I don't trust anybody else who used it before to wipe it down after. So I'm wondering what does the gym look like in a time where it's like highly sensitive in terms of, you know, being sanitized? Well, I'll tell you what, boy. I'm tired
0: of jumping this rope outside. I'm tired <laughs> so, of it. So you're gonna take the I'm, risk. You going to the gym? Hell yeah! I'm going right to Planet Fitness, taking the stairs. Oh man! Yeah, I'm there. I won't lift any weights for a while because the Why? thing is, like on a machine, you could just kind of wipe that down. And in my mind, that makes sense. In my mind. I'm like, okay, hey, cool. I'm the only one on this. I wiped it down. I spread the cheeks. I wiped the crease. I did everything. Right, right. I'll be all right. But lifting weights and getting on those benches and things like that, but, I don't know. But and I lost a lot of muscle weight, mass.
1: Though, even if you wipe down the weights you, and the bench, you don't, you wouldn't feel comfortable.
0: Nah, because the way I do it is like I lift and then I put it down and use another pair. So it's come like cycles. back up to. Yeah, 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 it's too, it's too much. And then I lost a lot of muscle mass in quarantine. And I like it. I like but it. But you can still lift weights though, you can still. I don't even want to. I just want to be skinny. <laughs> wow. I, I legitimately want to be a spaghetti. You don't want no muscle like, or nothing? Like what? What the hell? I've had, a, I've had enough of it. <laughs> I just, I want to be a thin guy. I want to wear size ten pants. Wait, wait, that's that, it. That, that, that's
1: kind of extreme. That's kind of extreme, right? All there. right, twelve, th- fine,
0: twelve. Th- like thirty-two, <laughs> like
1: thirty-two, thirty-four, maybe.
0: Probably Whatever, cool.
1: but that's a size little bit 10, big. I don't you, know. you, you fat if you're
0: thirty-two.
1: <laughs> you said 30, dang. but nah, I don't <laughs> fat. Know. You don't You still, yeah. you still gotta like, I don't know, get back to the waist a little bit.
0: Nah, At least I like bit. it. Or use body I mass. I like it. Body mass, pull
1: ups and all that. Push
0: ups. Nah, nah. What? I don't need all that. I don't need it. So, I just want to be small. I want to look like this. Say, wait, so you just want to Just want to do cardio? Just cardio. So yep. why not run for outside or something or?
1: Alright, so so then I don't.
0: I've been doing that for three three months. <laughs> so what comes? I've after? had enough. I want to go work out in air condition. Oh, I know what it is.
1: You want to see the shorties? That's what it is. I'm not like you. What is that supposed to mean? That's, me. there's that's no, it. I'm not there's like nothing you. wrong with appreciating but God's artwork. There's nothing wrong with
0: it. No, nah, that's facts. No, nah, no, nah, you speaking right there. I'm just saying, nah. man. I'm just saying, man. I see you. Go to the gym, uh-huh. see some cheeks, you know. Sure. Uh oh. Are you allowed to say that with a girlfriend? I don't have
1: one. I don't have one. I'm, I'm single. Single. <laughs> chilling and single. Chilling is single. Chilling is single. Maybe, maybe one day I could be like the Kelbs and have multiple women
0: who know that oh you know positions. Oh my gosh, no, but, no, 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 you no! Know, I see you, quarantine bay over there, mad as hell. What did yes. you just say?
1: What uh, you gonna be doing
0: in what gym?
1: If there was really a quarantine bay, I would've been in trouble. I've been trouble. But yeah, no, I see. I see, it, it's, it's, it's I see the hair being braided. It's not about quarantine <laughs> base. It's not about quarantine bays. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a quarantine base podcast.
0: It, right. now, nope. nah, yeah. You right. No. Nope. Yeah. No. That's we, something.
1: With that, we're going to ease into like what's been hot, you know, the past couple of weeks. You know, like the whole police thing. It's, there's a lot we couldn't get into talking to Dan, too. Because like, I really yeah. do think like it's definitely accurate. Like what you said, it happens to white people, too. A lot of police are just, you know, wild and just over, you know, they, they feel that rush of power and they abuse it. Not all police, some police, but I do feel like right now, it seems like it's like a real black time, if that makes sense. Like a lot of things are happening, doors are opening for black people, at least conversation wise. And we are seeing companies like do certain things. We, and we're gonna get into that later, but I want to say, get your-, your And opinions. I'm gonna
0: take full advantage of it. You got to. You got to, as you should. I'ma walk in every it's... building and say, if you don't give me this job, it's cause you're- No. <laughs> hey man, <laughs> it's, a small, <laughs> it's a small
1: piece of reparations. So I think if yeah. he, if you can squeeze that job and be like, yo, it's cause I'm black, huh? And make them be like, you know what? You got
0: it. So what? Use it. Yeah, Play that card,
1: man. You have zero
0: experience, fine. You want to raise fine. <laughs> I do have yeah. a real question, though. All of the Black Lives Matter donations, are they going to the Democratic Party? Oh, I want to know that. To the Democratic Party? Yes, I would love to know that. Uh, are they using the donations to go to Joe Biden's campaign? Wait, that's that's a real thing? That's happening or that's a, that's a conversation? I've heard that. How? I've heard that. That's crazy because if that's the case. Because they're trying to say that, well, we need new legislation. We need new this. We need new that. And we're going to use the funds to help bring the people into the fold that are going to help black people. But, and this is me just speaking from what I've heard, but how much has the Democratic Party done for black people? Not much. In a while, not much in a while. And we not keep voting for these people. But
1: isn't it a way to position they put us in too, though? They're kind of like, yo, you could have Trump again or get this old white man Biden who's not, he's a little bit different, but he's still kind of plantation honorary vibes.
0: So like, let me tell you something. Some of that is manipulation. For sure. I say that because some of the most aggressive legislation passed in favor for black people in the United States of America has come from one of the most racist presidents in the history, in modern history, Lyndon B. Johnson, who admitted to being a racist person, but passed. Every kind of bill for equality and for the advancement of black people didn't even like us. Right, right. That is true. didn't even like, didn't even like us. So that so to me, it makes me think a lot of stuff has happened for black people under Trump. For sure. For sure. That, that I know when people say that They say, oh, it started under Obama Oh, it's not enough it's not blah, blah, blah. But it makes me think I'm not saying a lot People don't kill me I'm not a Trumper I don't have a red hat on I'm not <laughs> a, Kanye West But Trumper. It makes me think
1: That should make you think though. That's, that's facts That's facts I think if anything It's more so the other energy That he brings in To where people go Yo, look He's racist He's XYZ He's called these people Fine people And X, And You know, he told the army and the national guard it's open season on protesters. I think people take that, or the way way media spins it, it could be both. But yeah, man, it's like I don't know what politics
0: to rock with, to be honest.
1: But that for sure.
0: And Trump even said, like, do we need more Haitians in America or something like that? I was like, ah, Uh, recently. Yeah, he said it like a week ago. He's back on us recently again. Oh man!
1: (laughs) First he said it was a show country, then he said, do we really need more? Damn, why specifically Haitians?
0: uh i don't remember what the conversation was but i saw it It was a nice (laughs) little headline for the day and I was like, dang, man, like, just relax. He's been doing a lot lately. Just go sit down and eat some McDonald's, man, relax. you going to be all right. It sounds
1: kind of funny, though, though, like that question in general. Like, do we really need more? <laughs> I'm like, <"Are> you... <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know, dude. Like, maybe he's right. I don't...
0: <laughs> Trump is nuts, man. He's hilarious to me. He's hilarious to me. Man, he's, and he's... you know what's funny, too, about the, like, we're going to send the National Guard? All of my real... uh Marine Corps, Army people. They were sitting there laughing like, it's just the National Guard. Right. But the average citizen was like, he's declaring war
1: on his own people. But, but the National Guard got some equipment on them, though, too, right? Yeah, but so do a couple of hillbillies in the South. But not, <laughs> not like the National Guard, though. Like, that's different. The National Guard is it's like structured. They're working not every day. They're on point somewhat. Maybe not like the Marines, but they're a little bit more... Structured than the hill, the hillbillies with shotguns.
0: And I don't know, man. There, here's a couple things that I did recognize. They gonna tell you that a target got destroyed, but they don't tell you about the was it twenty seven people that killed each other during the protests and stuff. Hmm. And it makes me think, like, now wait a second. I understand how we all feel at the moment. But there needs to be a little bit of like, let's not, not let's forget about the target. Let's forget about uh 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 Smith's car. Let's not hurt
1: each other. I th- but some people have been saying that though, but that sparked a lot of the a lot of divisiveness and debating too between black people because some people are like, yo, how can you say that at a time like this? That's not the focus. And some people are like, what? That is the focus. Like, there's still black people being killed. I think some people just don't want to hear that right that side right now for whatever reason, but but you're right though. I, because I
0: understand. But if you're fighting for if you're fighting for what is right and just, right? Uh, you, uh, let's let's say all right, you destroyed property, uh, understandable. With anger, destruction is there. But to, but if you're upset that the cops took somebody's life, yeah, you're gonna kill somebody, and else, then you're right. gonna go kill somebody. It, is true. I, now I don't know what you're fighting for. You that know, we're talking about lives here, not Target. Right. Not Ben and Jerry's. Don't kill people, you know? And then Chicago, did you hear about this? I sent it to you. You probably didn't check it. Which one? Chicago just had their most deadliest weekend since like the 60s. What?
1: Yeah, you didn't see it? Nah, but I think I didn't see it. But for what you're saying, it kind of sounds like. A cycle in a way I feel like For a lot of people Like if you look at The unemployment numbers You look at Crime You look at all this stuff You look at people Being in quarantine They can't get out Like a lot of kids Are not going to school They're like It's like I don't mind The devil's playground So I feel like That deadliest weekend Is a mix of All that stuff Where it's like People just don't have Any hope They don't have Anything to do They don't have Anything to look What they feel like They don't have Anything to look forward to And that just leads To more aggression That's what I think it is
0: Yeah and Boy, it's such a complex, it's a complex problem. Yeah, because the poor communities get hit first. Yeah, they get hit first. And I, yeah, I I don't know what everybody is. But they're killing each other. There was over 80, 85 shootings in Chicago this past weekend. Over 18 people, something like that died. Two of them were innocent young girls who were like top college prospects, just shot and killed just like that. And it wasn't the police, Mm, you know, it wasn't. White people, yeah. but you know we have to we have to hold our own hands. So you know. So the, the, what do you think that's? What do you think the right approach is? Because even that is
1: a, I don't know if nostalgic always supposed to have a good connotation, but even that's kind of nostalgic too. Where it's like we we definitely point out and we voice whether it's heard or not. We voice the oppression that we feel from outside communities, but mm-hmm. one that's never really spoken about is within our own. Like yo. Stop this shit. And
0: it's oh it's it's always dismissed. Right. Oh, we kill each other because we got problems with each other. Oh, when we kill each other, uh we go straight to jail. Blah blah blah. The truth is, and you guys can go look it up and tell me if I'm right or wrong, a an extremely high percentage of killings, murders, homicide go completely unsolved. Right. Even still today, with all the technology we have. You can't you can't just put somebody's fingerprint from the gun and then say, Oh, that's Kodak Black. Like, no. Like, they need to apprehend the suspect, get the fingerprints, and then match it. Is there's not a database of everybody's information, which I'm sure they're working on. That's probably why they want to give you the coronavirus chip in your freaking veins. Did you hear
1: Bill Clinton but- say black communities gotta get it first? The the the, the Yo- vaccine. Shit.
0: <laughs> Bill Clinton, you go get it first. I, we, we
1: can't trust him, man. We can't trust that. Can't can't trust it, man. But he, I understand
0: but, what you're trying to say. He's trying to pander to us and say, nah. well, you guys get it first. Nah. Nobody. <laughs>
1: no, nah, I think it's even more so the idea that like, well, it's a fact because the news even talks about it where it's like they say um, lower income neighborhoods and minorities get affected because number one, they're the, the jobs that really are essential most of the time because it's like the nursing or it's, you know, certain... Specific jobs and lower income communities, whatever, or black communities, so they have to get it first because they're around it, and also they're saying like, um, just overall poor communities are impacted more than like like middle class or higher communities. So he was saying this literally article. He said black people and essential workers should get it first.
0: So yeah, I understand. I I understand the point. My problem with it is that this is the first round, right? So you think they're testing it? Black people don't trust that easy. Hell no. Even when we open up the uh, pack of bubblegum, I need to see you eat a piece before you... I'm going to ask you for what. Wait, so you don't think people are
1: going to follow it and just take the vaccines?
0: Some people are, yes. I've spoken to several people who who feel like if you don't get the first wave of the vaccine that comes out, it's pretty much like you're saying you're um, anti-vaccination. Which, to me, I'm like, bro, relax. I'm not taking the first chemical to p- p- pour into my veins Christ. so that two years from now they say, have you been affected by both Meslamifiliofa <laughs> and the coronavirus? You're entitled to a million dollars. No, no. Not,
1: not even a million. They're going to be like 1,500 or some shit. Because there's so many cases <laughs> Stimulus where it's check, like, yeah. There's so many cases where it's like, yeah, Yo, you've been affected and so many people are going to come in. They're not giving everybody a million dollars. They're going to have to no, divide no, it and no. be like, oh, this class action lawsuit, Yeah, I'm gonna let everybody else take it first. I'm honestly, I feel like I'd rather take my chances to be honest. I don't want no foreign object just entering my body. No chip, no vaccine, nah. And that sounds too close to like the whole chip thing to if you grew up in like, you know, a Christian house or whatever, that whole Mark of the Beast thing, it sounds too similar. Too much, yeah. So now I'm good on that. But yeah, you don't need to track me. but to, but to go back to like topic a little bit though, one thing I did want to talk about is like, have you seen the voters? Like the voters, it's in in Georgia. There's been like long yeah. lines, and mm-hmm. that's one thing I kind of wanted to bring into with like talking to Dan because we not having there's definitely not enough time to talk about topics we were talking about because there's so many different factors. Right. But even that, but even they the systematic um oppression in terms of like the voting in black neighborhoods because there's, there's a there's a story that came out that said there's people waiting for five hours just to cast ballots and that's in Fulton and DeKalb counties where it's like majority of the population is black so they're saying there's a pattern where every time it comes down to vote there's always long lines broken machines X, Y, and Z that kind of suppresses that community's votes before they can get in to be counted so I'm wondering like why hasn't that caught up with technology? Why can't people just vote from home or from their phones? Like why why do we still have to go to a booth or?
0: Well, I think that they're, they're trying to uh, they're trying to prevent fraudulent uh, votes. Um, yeah, but because yes, it it, it kind of makes sense to just get the app and then blah blah blah. But that I, I they there's actually good. Responses on both sides, because I I feel like I've made that argument before to say like, hey, just get the voting app, vote, boom, you'll get more people to vote. But it's also easier to call to to cast fraudulent votes. It's tougher for the older community to vote because maybe they don't know how to use it, and if they don't have younger people there to uh, explain to them how to vote, yeah. Um, and not everybody has smartphones. It's right. a whole thing. So. Um, or at uh-huh. least Upgrade the process Like if you do Gotta go yeah, in Yeah Yeah That's the thing That makes me wonder Because everything, so... yeah, everything else Why Yeah Everything else is fine. So... And like As we've seen With
1: the quarantine shit Like when a lot of companies closed down We saw a lot of them Pivot to other ways Like different ways To keep Like running pretty much Whether mm-hmm. it's like People having You know To be work from home Or Only certain like Basically like They alter their Systems to fit The corona times the same mm-hmm. thing could happen with voting. Like, how come it hasn't caught up to twenty twenty?
0: Yeah, you know, it, it's um, it's odd to me. It doesn't quite make a lot of sense because, let's say, all right, I I, I can understand if you're in Georgia and you're voting for something in, in the specific state of Georgia, and you're like, oh, let's suppress the Cobb County, um, because. I don't know if if black people are the majority in Georgia, but I do know that they're majority in Atlanta. Um, I can understand if it was somebody's intention and I'm just, you know, but uh, if it's somebody's intention to kind of overthrow some things, I get it. But when you look at the bigger picture, this is a story that we hear over and over and over again. And it happens to the minority. The, the thing is not, first of all, not every... Capable black person votes. Right, right. It's number one. Um, so that means that you're you're now operating on less than thir- the thirteen percent that that live in the United States. So let's count it somewhere around. Let's say it's pretty high. Let's say somewhere around nine percent, nine or ten percent of black people that are voting. Um, that 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 that's not enough votes and and spread out in enough places uh, for that to be this. To, to overthrow anything. I'd understand if the races were pretty darn tight, but it's not enough to say like, oh, we lost because of black people. Like, just, just let them vote. Right. You know, just let them vote. You know, and whoever it is that the people want, that's who the people need to get. So I, I I wonder about that. Voter suppression and voter, I'm not going to say voter depression because that's a personal problem, but voter suppression is just an, a bizarre tactic um, that that affects such a tiny percentage of of people Maybe. that it's just not enough to to put so much effort into that. You, you know what I mean? It, I mean it hopefully, it make make hopefully it changes.
1: Hopefully it changes. Yeah, because I don't know. Honestly, I'm just saying. But th- so you're saying I don't know. I feel like they still can allocate the dollars if people make if people make as much noise. But I don't want to get conspiracy theorists like too conspiracy like theory on get here. Get into so it. I'm a, nah, nah. I'm gonna get off of that one.
0: We can go <laughs> get into it. because nah, to me, I don't get it. Like, what's the point? Just make these people vote and go.
1: I, th- I think it's that. But I also like I really don't place a lot of um, like weight on voting. Myself, so that's why I'm just like to be honest. On what kind of voting? Uh, for the president, at, at, at least. Okay, what about
0: local stuff?
1: I think that's super necessary because those are people you can yeah. go up and touch. You know, like I remember like being in high school. Boston had a a mayor that everybody loved for like 20 years. His name was um, Tom Menino, and like he was somebody where you could see him regularly. Like he used to come to our school and like just talk to us. We could shake his hand. So I feel like. Voting locally, that's, I think that, that Matt, lo, that low key places more weight in terms of voting for president to me because that affects you immediately. Like every state, every city, every county got their own little, you know, nuances and differences. So I think voting yep. locally is more important. But when it comes to the president thing, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like that's already selected. They know who's going to, you know, follow certain agendas. Because if, if I think about it, let's say Trump. A lot of people saw Trump come out of nowhere. He doesn't really have any legislative background. He wasn't a lawyer. He's he's like a reality show famous real estate guy, but he's president. So it's like he had to get there by following some kind of agenda.
0: I don't know. I think I think Donald Trump is the result of of people being completely frustrated with um their idea of what's important. Of what's important? Yeah, of what's important. Because uh they tell you, they tell you and I, hey, if you vote for Trump, you're not black. Mm-hmm. They're gonna tell you that. I mean Biden and, already tried it. Biden tried it. Right? But but that's what we've been hearing our whole life. If you're if you vote Republican, you're not black, or if you blah, 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 or all this stuff. So there's all this like preconceived notion of what you're supposed to vote for, who's supposed to be your hero, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then every four years, we see very few things change and it depends on your interest. There are some people who, who won a lot because they wanted to buy a house when George Bush was president. And you know those those things those people won that at that time and then eventually maybe a lot of them lost their house by the time 2008, 2009 came around. Yeah. Um, and for each for each individual person, there is something that is important to you. For uh, Barack Obama, it was healthcare. I know personally, I benefited from Barack Obama being president because his initiatives on healthcare really helped me out when I uh, was sick. But when Donald Trump comes around, he, he don't really care about that stuff that much. His whole thing is business. Guess what? He's a business guy. And guess who's going to like him? Business people. I mean, he did his uh, thing.
1: Oh, he, he did some cool you things. Know, you
0: know what I mean? So, so to me, it's like... I think people got tired of of um, what p- political leaders kept promising. Hey, mm. it's going to be better for you instead of being better for only this tiny group of people. Even with Barack Obama, with uh, Obamacare, it's like, hey, you gave us this, but then if you don't have health care, you get t- penalized for it, and it's like, right, that's, ugh, that's, that's ridiculous. You know. It it was just it's it's always ugh. it's always this we give you a little tiny thing and then we rip it away from you and all this. so I think people were just like all right he's not a politician he's not gonna lie to us and for the most part I think he's I know stationed. people say he's a liar <laughs> people say he's a liar he's this he's that when Donald Trump says he's gonna do something he's pretty much gonna just do it right, right like shortly after he says it right um it may not the reason why, the what people don't like him it's probably because he does do it and it's and people don't agree with his actions but um, there are a lot of people who are pretty satisfied with his actions maybe they don't like him as a person you know because he does say doofy things he tweets dumb stuff I think either but he tweets that, dumb
1: stuff or he's sometimes brash too like I think that's what I, yeah, I appreciate yeah. that about him like no lie like the rawness me too. like the delivery me like alright give it straight this is what you said
0: alright give it straight but yeah me too you know, so it's it's things like like that that I think people said, "Cool, no no more fancy talking politician who makes it seem like everything will be okay."
1: You want this? You know,
0: out. it's yeah. Just tell me, tell it, tell it to me straight. Um, and I think that that's what we we got. Um, and unfortunately, we got him at a weird time because I think if Donald Trump were a president twenty five years ago or so. I think people would have accepted him way more. Even with all the antics and
1: shenanigans now, because I feel like before 25 years ago, they might have been a little bit more tight. They would have been like, what?
0: His wife is no. nude, his
1: blah blah blah. You
0: know, he's oh well, yes. Yes, like, but we wouldn't have we wouldn't have social media. So that would just be conversations that happen in your house. Right, right, you right. You know. But I think that um, you know, now we're in a time of I don't know if I want to call it sensitivity. Because you know that may be wrong, but um, we're in a time where people are really connected with their emotions. That's mm. the best way I'll put it. They're connected with their emotions, and they're not scared to say it on Twitter or on Instagram or on this or on that, blah blah. So we are we're wrapped around opinion twenty four seven. Whether it's from the a corporation media cycle Chips. or your friend who feels like they know who, blah blah blah. So. Um, I think that beforehand, people were just like, "Tell us me straight, cool. You don't like me, I'm." T-. And that's why we start seeing people getting in trouble for things they did way back twenty years ago. When it was normal, when Tyra Banks yells at you that you're too fat or you have a gap in your teeth, blah blah blah. At that time people just said, well, blah, blah. You, you, do. <laughs> you know. But today, oh she's body shaming, oh, blah 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 blah. Yeah. You know, and it's like it just I changed think, it with the times. Yeah, it just it, yeah. He's just the wrong he's the wrong type of person to be president in this I, I think he, I think
1: this is the perfect time for him to be president, to be honest. Because he he's oh, yeah, because he's utilizing, especially like Twitter, I feel like if we didn't if he didn't have Twitter back then, it honestly wouldn't be the same because he'll have to go through multiple mm-hmm. channels before it's mm-hmm. out in the big media, but now it's like this came from his Twitter,
0: like it's quick. <laughs> so I feel like yeah,
1: in a time like this, we need somebody who's just a freaking I can't find a good word for it, but low key like a Takashi, like who could drive attention, keep yeah. people on their toes. Yeah. I feel like a boring. If if it kept going the boring politician route, I feel like things might have been worse by now because they would have been BSing us so much.
0: Now, oh yeah, and you wouldn't even know what was like. Yeah, you wouldn't know. You would just you would just look four years later and just be like, damn, my life is either exactly the same or worse. Exactly,
1: and there would be nobody to blame. But now it's like, all right, the media got somebody to kind of paint. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I understand what you're saying with that too. What's your opinion of what's going on with the former slave owners then? Because that kind of connects in terms of like the the times, or what we were just talking about with the the times, how times always like bring, bring in different variables. So we're saying like, when I saw the videos of like the old statues of the slave owners or whatever, people who were slave owners mm-hmm. getting torn down, I was like, all right, I'm trying to think of it from the people who are against that. So are they thinking, okay, this person happened to own slaves at a time it was legal, but they did these great things and that's why the statue's there. Or... Should it be a good? Is it a good thing that these statues are being pulled down? Like, what was your first Uh, when you first started seeing that?
0: That, because
1: everything changes with the times, and they were doing what was legal and I guess cool and accepted
0: at the time, which was owned slaves. Yeah, yeah, that's something that um, I also feel is kind of complex. I know to some people, it's like, hey, this is a remnant of slavery, right? Um, but y- yes, sort of, yes, but I don't think that those people are, <laughs> I don't think they made statues of people because they're like, hey, this is slave owner of the year. Like, <laughs> 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 um, I, I. yes, we can take them down. Yes. I like, I, I'm not opposed to, you know to that but i think that the idea of like hey we've taken it down now we've destroyed the praising of slavery i don't think anybody ever really looked at them and say like yeah awesome slave owner you know <laughs> um and 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 that's where i'm like all right you know i understand the symbolicness of what we've we've made it um but it, i i think it i think it's important to people i think it's important for people to go back and do a little bit of research on the history of slavery mm-hmm. um and what a global phenomenon slavery has been american since slavery american slavery Ameri- i a like- uh, uh, global global so- slavery global slavery uh if you believe in the bible and I know I just lost some people there, but if you believe in the Bible, the people of Egypt um, were slaves; um, they they had to be set free, um, and and we just continue seeing these type of things uh, in history. Um, and I I think that um, it is very difficult to simply point at America like that and. And, and say, hey you're the problem and then everyone say, hey everywhere else is great um without true context of saying like hey there was even slavery in Africa theres slavery in all over the place uh but I, I think, think
1: America did it best though they capitalized on it they, they well, yeah yeah, they yeah, yeah. They def-
0: well well y- yes they did but other countries did too because slaves were not slaves for no absolute reason you know they 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 definitely were tools. Right for 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 countries to uh, make money and productivity you know? and all that and all but, that stuff. So uh, they yeah. But, but I'm I I saying America did
1: mm-hmm. it differently because we still feel remnants of it today. And like yes. this, and I feel like, of course, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, "Yo, we had it as bad as our ancestors." Because there's no better time to be no. black than right now. But like facts, yeah. It's at the same time. Th- there's still little things that we're trying to break free from in terms of like systematic things. You know what I mean? Where it's like remnants from slavery that impact us today. So I, that, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. why I feel like damn they did their number on in America. Yeah. Like they, they they did that shit the best, I think.
0: Yeah. You know, to me, yeah. Because France couldn't do it. You know, Haiti whooped their ass, sent them out. <laughs> <sold> out. <laughs> do you know so, there was American soldiers in that? I just learned that about it two years the, ago. The Haitian Revolution? Yeah. There were America American soldiers. Yeah, I did not know that. See, if I, could, if, you... if
1: I could time travel, that's something I would want to do. I wouldn't want to be there. I just want to be somewhere where I could see it and be like, oh, uh-huh. shit, that's what happened.
0: Like somewhere yeah. far distant. I, I read that and was kind of blown. Um, the United States, <laughs> it's so bizarre, but the United States felt it was wrong that France... If I if I remember correctly, the United States felt wrong that France was enslaving the 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 Haitian people, and sent troops to help uh, Haitians fight France. And then as soon as the war was over, they're like, "All right, you stay over there." And then they just completely separated themselves.
1: That's ridiculous. From, but yeah, it, it's nuts. It could again more conspiracy theories that could have just been their plot to like for America's the U.S.'s plot to jump into Haiti because. There's gold there too And as we see them now Like Mm -hmm. The Clintons going there I'm saying names I might be on the list But oh well But like But like I feel like that could have been That thing to be like right, let's separate them From this You know European country Leave this island Destitute Because I'm pretty sure Those sanctions Placed on them In terms of trading and shit I'm pretty sure Haiti Wasn't being able to like You know Do business with all these countries So like Mm -hmm. They probably like You know what Let them You know Become weak as a country And then we're gonna like it's going to be easier for us to swoop in and, you know. Yeah. And then want. they
0: realize that we we kind of chose the wrong side of the island.
1: But
0: yeah, back to the uh, pulling down the statues. I think we should. But I also think that it's not enough. Um, it's not enough uh, uh, to destroy a symbolism. Right. Um, especially when it's symbolism only because we've decided that that's what it was you know most of those southern people put those people up because they were war heroes or whatever um the slavery thing kind of is like hey they were slave owners but we all carry slave owners in our pockets so um i i i think that there needs to be an educational process that goes around and say hey look uh, you know, these people were X, Y, and Z. They did own slaves, but at the same time, so did some of the progressive presidents at that time who we all champion, you know. So it's not fair to say, hey, Robert E. Lee's out of here. Thomas Jefferson, we love you. Facts. Let me facts. I can agree
1: with that. I'm not gonna challenge that. I'm not gonna challenge that. But yeah. we do gotta take a quick break right quick. And once we do, we got some more topics to hit. And um, you know, we'll see you guys right back. All right. Europe and we're back as promised. We got some more topics to talk about. So this happened like in Florida, right? But I'm looking at the NFL sideways because the Jacksonville Jaguars just processed it from their stadium up to the chef's department for you know Black Lives Matter and Police Brutality. Inequality, police brutality. Same thing happened. and they stood for. It's weird seeing the NFL flip flop like this. Cause the way they did cap into what they're doing now is it's just weird. Like what's your opinion on that?
0: Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. I didn't hear this story. The, the Jacksonville so
1: Jaguars are protesting. So they're marching from the stadium to the sheriff's
0: department. They already did it? Yeah. Happened on Friday. Okay. That's different. Wait, who was there? Was like Roger Goodell there?
1: Uh, I don't think so. Hold on. Let me double check. Because because to me.
0: But he did I, issue an apology though, Roger Goodell. I heard his apology. I thought I'm not going to say I thought it was complete BS, but <clears throat> I think his delivery of it wasn't the best. Okay. Yeah. I think I think just the reading off the teleprompter thing just not... Nah,
1: yeah, why? It should have came from the heart, man. You should have freestyled that. That's what you yeah. can't be believe in them. These these apologies, you can't be believing them.
0: But the, but the, so the thing about the NFL is. I see it like the United States. Like, yes, there is this overall entity, which is the NFL, right. but then each team is its own thing. It's um, own state. It's yeah, it's own its, its state own state. It's it's governed by its own coach and management, Culture. and yeah, all that stuff. It's just totally different. So, um, <clears throat> to hear that is not necessarily surprising. Uh, I mean, the NFL is like 70, 80 percent black people, um, and I'm sure that people will eventually feel the same way as the average human being. Um, and I, I, saw my boy Saquon Barkley, and you know other uh, football players, you know issue out a, a video that says that they, you know, they support the cause and things like that, and and they, you know, all that kind of stuff. So. It's not necessarily unique to hear that, but I I would like to know if the issuing body at known as the NFL, what they're gonna do? Are they just gonna put out that statement? Um, I I don't know. How do you feel? Should Colin Kaepernick play? I don't know. Like I don't, I don't think
1: Colin should come back right now. I feel like that ship has sailed, low key. Like he's gotten really? older. I feel like he's gotten older. You know what I mean? I don't feel like he's. I feel like there's other talents that teams would, you know, should go for. Just based on skill, I think. Because I feel like he hasn't played in the NFL in, what, how long? How many years? Like three, four? four years. Three, four years. Like, that's, that's not that much time. It's not that long, but, like, I feel like it's after you're taken out of that that flow, like, of getting hit, taking hits, practice every day, you know,
0: learning. Nah, like, but he, him and his girlfriend said that he's been he's been working on it and he was just doing that open call with all those teams like 12 teams or something um, what was it last year just at the end of last year last year but even that turned in like that
1: didn't come out as like planned you yeah. know so like that I don't know nice. I feel like I feel like a majority of people kind of got off of the whole get Kaepernick a job thing cause like if anything like the climax of it was that additional performance he had to do for the teams and then once nothing came out of that everybody was just like well they gave you the shot. You wanted to move it to here. What else can we do? So I feel like that ship is sailed. But for me, it's more so like, I don't know, just seeing like the the double, like that that comeback, like that take back to be like, okay, we shunned Kaepernick and we told him to basically shut up, play football. It's not about this. It's strictly about that. To Now, because it's mainstream, you're seeing other players and teams be vocal about it. So I think it's, I don't know. I, I just don't like that it wasn't respected before, but now since it's, it seems like it's a trend, like big companies are putting up Black mm-hmm. Lives Matter, I feel like mm-hmm. they felt it was safe to go, okay, we have to because we're going to look like hypocrites, especially with the Kaepernick thing that went on.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I um, boy, the way it came off, I like that they said we were wrong. I think that was good, but what I needed to hear was, hey, we told this guy and we told all of these guys not to kneel um, because we thought it was about the flag. We were wrong about that. Mm-hmm. Drew Brees is wrong about that. It's not about the flag. We love the flag. I'm pretty sure most of you guys love the flag, but that's not what it's about. It's not about people who fight in the army. It's not about any of that stuff. People who feel like they have been mistreated uh, or oppressed and um, it's about that. That's how it's about how people feel about their experience here. Um, so I feel like if you were going to put a, an issue, issuing statement out, it should have been more specific. We told Colin Kaepernick not to do it. He did it. We reprimanded him for him, for for his actions. And we were wrong about that. If you're not going to say that. uh. uh yeah.
1: <laughs> they're not going to. That's the thing. They're not going to. But connected to that, the team that handles the NFL's jerseys, Nike, said they're going to honor Juneteenth as a paid holiday for like their employees. All so the employees. I think, um. I, yeah, I think all. The, I think all of their employees. So I feel like Nike's been stepping it up. Like I feel like when it comes to this new age of marketing and branding, like mm-hmm. I'm not surprised when I see it. But I, I'm not mad at it. For example, like with the Ben and Jerry's thing. I feel like there's a lot of companies coming out now because it's popular in the idea of like social branding to align with a cause. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nike's been doing a good job with it. They took the hits early for partnering up with Kaepernick, and now they're going to be the first company to be like, okay, we're honoring Juneteenth as a you know a paid holiday, a company Don't paid holiday. Don't, Don't believe, believe what. That, By that the way, Jack Dorsey did off, it too. But...
0: Jack Dorsey, um uh he he's the CEO or founder of Twitter and Square. And he's seen doing the whole Juneteenth thing too. Uh don't believe it. Don't believe don't that, that believe they're it. doing it or don't believe No, nah, don't like all right, cool, you did it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. But Nike plays their position so well. They played their position so well. Um you remember when they Align themselves with Colin Kaepernick, and then at the same time align themselves with the NFL.
1: Right, right. But didn't they have the NFL contract before the Kaepernick thing?
0: Yeah, but there there was something else. And I, I whoever's listening, the two of you guys listening, r- remind me of <laughs> <laughs> they, <laughs> remind remind me, you remind me of um, of what it was. But Nike was caught playing both sides. Um, during the whole Colin Kaepernick situation. I know that. I know it. I just don't remember exactly what it is. But um, cool, man. Thanks for the day off. (laughs) That's pretty much like when uh, uh, the music industry say, hey, everybody shut up on a Tuesday.
1: Right, right. I I don't know, but it's a a paid holiday. At least they're honoring it. So, like, I don't know. I think... Whether it's general, it's probably it's business is business. They care about green. I feel like they, I don't know. I feel like they, they kind of lean towards more of the black side on the spectrum, just because they have to. I think they know their audience. Like you know what, we make most of our bucks in the branding from black people. Let's from black people in black culture. Let's we gotta we have no choice but to like you know stand up but and do they? align with them.
0: I feel like everybody wears Nike. They do not but just Drake, like, but I
1: feel like. Black culture popularized it, you know, like yeah, black culture, like you know, wearing the Nikes, the Air Force Ones, and especially when they, when they teamed up with Jordan, like that yeah. took it, that took it way over. They, they, I think they know what's up. They're not idiots. They're not gonna like lose the whole hip hop community that helped build them up. So they have, they kind of have no role, but they're perfect for
0: today's climate of like social branding. I don't know, man. These guys are playing a certain kind of game. Jeff Bezos already running around looking like a big buff nerd. Oh, oh, I don't (laughs) care if I lose any customers over my support of Black Lives Matter. Buddy.
1: He don't care care about that. Send a bag. Buddy. (laughs) He hasn't sent no bags. He hasn't sent no bags always.
0: And our our immediate reaction is, I'm going to buy there. I'm gonna buy all the Ben and Jerry's in the world. Right? I get it, they got arrested in 2016. Shout out to them. Man, I'm not buying it. But if I, Jeff
1: business would have my support if he did was like, yo, you know what? I'm gonna handle this reparations thing by myself. Cause I got it <laughs> <laughs> for, for the blacks uh, in America. I got it. Here's, here's like, you know, 10 bands for everybody. You know, just chill. I don't
0: so, know, man. I, somebody and said that they that's were trying to do three hundred fifty thousand. Say again? You heard about that whole three hundred fifty thousand? Who's talking for about for reparations? Was it Joe Joe Biden or somebody yeah. said that they wanted to give every black person who was born on blacks uh, on, on American soil three hundred fifty thousand dollars? Uh, as a form of rep- reparations. And then I saw that it on, not on gonna Facebook. Happen. Everybody was That's like, gonna... what would you do with your $350,000? <laughs> oh, all the comments. I would invest. I would pay off my debt and invest. Shut up. They're not going to do that. They're You're buy buying cars. every rim. Right? They're buying cars.
1: <laughs> They're buying rims, buying houses. Nah,
0: you buying chains.
1: <laughs> I think a real race war would, would happen if that happened. Because there's so many... You know, poor white people who would be like, "What, three hundred and fifty thousand
0: for wow. each of you guys?" Oh, hell no, they're not letting that happen. Yeah, I think reparations should come in a form of something that lasts a little bit longer than a single moment. Um it gotta be. And I addict. don't know if you. Yeah, it has to be something deeper than this than this check. I, I understand that because there's for some, for some people that check could will will create. Millions, if not billions, of dollars. Um, But for me, you know, you guys are all kind of lumping us all into one thing. You know, black people, Um, and I think that if I were to have a child, um, I would prefer that wherever I land, whether it's in the hood or whether it's in Calabasas, that child is not stunted because of my position in life that Mm -hmm. the government that the the neighborhood that the community will pick up where i lack that's why i think like thanks for the money but if you you read 50 cents book his aunt won a million dollars and a few years later she was back at it like a crack, matted or whatever, you know? <laughs> Vax. yeah, yeah, that's true. That's
1: true. I I agree with that for sure. I can't say that better. Like that would be better than a check. Well, actually, maybe they could do both. Maybe they could give you know a little check. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not opposed S- to that. Slide it in my bank account like the stimulus yeah, you know? check. Man. Slide Sorry. a little something in there, and then we still get the I mean, systematic thing because then it's yeah. a negotiation. You be like, you know what? Instead of giving us in th- or whatever racks, we'll take X amount, <laughs> but take the X, the remainder, and you know create this fund or create this fucking I don't know something
0: I know exactly what what happened they give you the $350,000 and say your money is whack we're on Bitcoin now (laughs) that's it and one Bitcoin quest cost guess what $400,000 now we set y'all back like psych see that's one gallon of
1: milk costs $140,000 that'd be some shit if that really happened One hundred forty dollars for a gallon of milk nah jeez all right, so this next topic, though, is it's basically on one of your new favorite voice actors. Oh, my so, gosh. Here you know, we go. Beyonce signed a deal to appear on three <laughs> major projects with Disney. It's a $100 million bag. So she would be appearing on three major projects. And uh, she's also on a soundtrack for Black Panther Black Panther 2. I'm guessing she's going to be in a movie, too. They might slide her in. I don't know. But this said she's a part of three major Disney projects. And she got $100 million for it. So, like, what's your take okay. on that? So, being in the industry, you know, voice actors, it's its a def—it's—it's it's a craft. And I'm pretty sure, like, we're starting to see now, I guess, I guess nothing's safe when you're a celebrity. Like, you could dive into anything if you have the numbers, if you can put butts in seats. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. she's going to be apparently voice acting in three major Disney projects. How does that work? Like, when you're getting an artist on board to do these voices? Like, are they already predetermined or do they go... All right, we can't get a voice actor, but this person's going to bring in seats. Or is it something that happens behind the door where it's like, yo, we have this coming out next year. We want you to be Nala.
0: It's automatic. Well, um, I will say Beyonce's rep said that that is not true yet.
1: So she didn't sign the deal?
0: She didn't sign the deal. They were in talks. They didn't put out a number. Somebody just made up the number and made up the deal. Well, damn, I thought um, it was a bag. you know when these things come out that means that that's probably the closest thing as to what is probably going to happen um unless things get stunted and and it, it does happen I think it's an odd time for Disney to make such a big deal um I mean, it's not big to them, $100 million. But knowing that Disney lost so much money during the quarantine, um, Mm. I think they are betting on the fact that Beyonce is going to bring the numbers. Um, The thing about Disney is... The thing about animated movies is that they don't appeal to everybody. Mm. Um, You like animation. Uh, kids like animation. The overwhelming population of women probably don't really like animation. Men of a certain age probably don't enjoy watching animation anymore. So there has to be a tactic to bring in people who are not going to normally watch the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that Beyonce has that... Appeal across female audience, uh, the LGBT community um, that would normally just say, ah, "I'm so not they, gonna go watch that." Now they're gonna watch it. Yeah, they'll watch it to support their girl, um, mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean that she's taking away a role from somebody else. Because the truth is, every movie um, that that. That makes money. um, There's a formula behind it, whether it's an executive producer that you trust, a writer that you trust, um, a notable face, some something. You know, there there's something there that is deeper than the art, uh, quote unquote, that makes you want to watch the movie. Um, I went and watched Spies in Disguise just to see how Will Smith would do in an animated movie because um, we haven't think? seen that in a while i like the movie i thought, I it, thought was it was good, good. Yeah, yeah i, it I thought it was good so um i, I think this is a, a move on disney's end to say yo we lost a ton of money um with the parts being closed we need something that's gonna just boom you know get us get us uh some big box office numbers um and they had to move everything. They had to move um, the 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 Avenger stuff timeline. Just everything had to be moved. So they 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 do have to make some power plays as a company um, to get to the point where they need to be. So it's not surprising that they've done a move like this. It's not odd that they've done a move like this. Beyonce was just in the last Lion King movie which hit over a billion dollars in the box office alone um, which means that you know domestically? Once it went to, nah, I don't think so nah. Pro- probably about 400 500 million domestically maybe less okay. but um, it did it did hit a billion um, globally so I don't necessarily think that beyonce is the reason why that movie did so well. Um, I actually think that there is, there's a point to prove that they could have probably made some more money if Beyonce wasn't a part of it. Oh, whoa. Don't kill me. Don't (laughs) kill me. Don't kill me. The barbs come and protect me. Barbs. (laughs) You sound like Kanye right now. He's all worried. like, don't kill me, (laughs) I I see it. I see it. You know, but the thing is, there is people who don't like Beyonce as an actor. Right, right. They don't enjoy her performances, you know? So, this is just uh, like Beyonce, come and watch this type of move, you know? Um, and if, if you don't, then you're not a real Beyonce fan. So, I think it's just interesting business. Am I going to call it smart? Don't know. It, it, it Potentially. Three movies, which means that she's making over $30 million a movie. Right. Goodness.
1: <laughs> That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think she's going to be the lead.
0: You think so? You think she'll be leading those three movies? No, because Beyonce couldn't even be in the same room as... uh, uh um What what was his name? Childish Gambino when they did Lion King because the schedules didn't match. She's a busy mm. girl. She's a busy girl. So she so, get yeah. 30
1: million for those not lead roles? You know, that is... That's a different type, type, type of math. If those numbers is true? Oh, man that's
0: different yeah but I think Disney is saying alright cool we're gonna give you 30 million for this movie 30 million for that blah 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 then 10 million to make this song for Black Panther which is gonna ruin it but no, I'm just kidding. I'm, kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding cause The Weeknd made a pretty black song for the first Black Panther movie Uh um, right but yeah it sounds about right because each of those movies they're expecting to make a billion dollars
1: hmm. so the math adds up then it's like you know give it a 30 we'll make a billy it's yeah. that Disney money, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's some behind the scenes shit.
0: See, yeah. we be, I be telling people you've been around this Hollywood thing, man. I'm not, but I'm just somebody who I could do the math in my head. Which I want to bring this up. We'll talk about it later. But the whole defunding and police thing we gotta talk about. All right, we can talk about it. We got like three more topics and we'll go through those and talk about that one. Netflix, yep,
1: go Damn. for it. Netflix brought back a couple classic movies. So Juice is on Netflix and Joanna Man is on Netflix. I tell you Netflix is low key bringing in the black audience with these movies man. It seems like every week they're throwing in a couple, you know, black classics.
0: Joanna Man. Joanna Man. <laughs> you can watch Juice with uh what's what's got his name? name?
1: But I'm gonna find him. We we got to give him his props.
0: Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. He was so big in the 90s. He was in everything. Hold on. That
1: was... That's not Miguel, is that? Yep, Miguel Nunez Jr.
0: Yep, 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 yep. That's him. What was the other movie you said? Joanna Man and what? Juice. famous Tupac movie. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Netflix is playing their part. (laughs) How come come, you laughing (laughs) at that one? Um, Nef- right there, man. Netflix is mad as hell they can't let everybody watch just just juice just juice, Judy or whatever the Michael what the B. Jordan movie everybody's playing this month for free. What's just that? Justice. What's uh, the name uh, of Michael that B. movie? Jordan movie? The, the Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx movie? Just oh mercy. Just, I think Mercy. Just Mercy. Something. Just Mercy. <laughs> Netflix is yelling at why didn't you get me Just Mercy? <laughs> uh I could show it for oh. free this month. Uh, what is just mercy on? It's about the guy who got who got no, sent I'm to prison. Like, oh, on it's platform. on everything else. It's oh, on everything else. Yeah, it's it's not on Netflix, I don't believe. But you can watch it like on Amazon and Hulu and whatever. You can watch it for free for the month because it's so topical. Dang, you just don't like Michael B. Jordan, huh?
1: Shopping. What?
0: <laughs> I'm I'm saying that's which one of that is movie.
1: You, you said it's basic. You like it's basic, it's trash. You can go watch it for free. Get out of here. I didn't see. It. <laughs> but shit, Spike, Lee got another movie dropping out. I mean, dropping on Netflix tomorrow. The Five oh, Bloods. Really? You never heard about it, The Five Bloods? No. Who's in it? Hold on, let me see. I'm about to pull it up. You don't like Spike, man.
0: I didn't say anything. <laughs> I see. That's, that's <laughs> I didn't enough. say anything. I didn't say anything.
1: Okay, so he got Chabuk Bozeman, Jasper Pacconan. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Pacconan. Oh, he always
0: be. He always De- does do that.
1: Um, they got a legend on there, Delroy Lindo. Um, yeah.
0: okay, hold on. Let me see. Paul Spike White, is Paul. Who? Spike is known for putting in a couple of those. Like I don't know exactly who those people are, but they they'll kill face. the
1: role. Yeah. You got some good actors in there, Paul Hauser. You got some good people in there. Are you gonna watch? No.
0: Damn, it's been, you don't support black film, black media. That's not what I said. That's not what I said. <laughs> I just, um I'm good. He said no. <laughs> Hell no. Uh, I, I, I said <laughs> I just uh maybe I'll catch it at some point in time. I have. I still need to watch Love Birds. I think. Um, oh, and Easter? With Issa, um, there's some easy. stuff I need to watch. I would just be missing things, and it's it's tough for me to watch movies at home. So that's why I so freely say no, I'm not gonna watch it because I. I
1: so you got a long list, pretty much that you're gonna watch with your with one of your bays, one of your concubines.
0: <laughs> got you. What's the What's the next? <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next to last one I get. <laughs> um,
1: Starbucks is banning their employees from wearing anything that has Black Lives Matter type stuff on it. So, the employees can't wear anything that supports that cause, I guess. No way. Yeah. There's an article. Let me see. I'm about to see. Starbucks. I guess maybe they have a uniform there. (laughs) I I mean, they don't have a uniform. It's usually like the apron. But, um. Oh, okay. Yeah, they prohibit. I'm going to see what I say. The link, if anything. But the same people, the employees can't wear that. I want to see your take on it, though. I'm surprised they're shocked on it. Isn't that an issue of like branding? Wouldn't they be? Wouldn't they want to be like, "Yo, we don't want our logo next to that because it's not an official statement from us." So we wouldn't want anybody to come in and see the Starbucks logo next to your Black Lives Matter t-shirt. Uh, uh, uh,
0: I, I, am I'm, I'm, I'm surprised because people were calling Starbucks racist a few years ago because they didn't let somebody pee.
1: Shit, that's kind. It of, that sounds kind of
0: racist to me. You remember no, that? You're not going to let somebody pee? You remember that? The guy was like, oh, can I use the bathroom? And goes, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here, black guy. You no, know you can't you pee can. here. Hey, get out of here. Yeah. This is you for civilized humans. Only. You don't see the sign? It says quites only. Quites. <laughs> I'm a little surprised because Star- Starbucks is one of those... SJW type companies, you know, they want they have a puppuccino, they have mm. so much like so much that appeals to people who care about these issues. So it it is surprising, but I think Starbucks got bigger things to worry about at the moment because they just shut down four hundred stores. <laughs> oh, look at that flex! Shade. <laughs> they just they just shut down four hundred stores. I think uh I think they they. They're like, yeah, I don't care about this movement, man. We're losing money. <laughs> They're,
1: probably, yeah. They're probably like, fuck out of here. We don't
0: care. Yeah. And True. two
1: months from now, they'll wake up and be like, there was a movement? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> George? Who? I think they know. Plus, they know who like their core clientele is.
0: Yeah. It's, it's the VSCO girls, man. They, they know like it's like not that. a
1: bunch yeah. of black people buying their coffee and shit. Yeah. They can care okay. less. But let's go on to the Defund the Police topic, though, before we go into petty time. Here we go. So I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your thoughts. Um, I'm with it. I don't think we need as much police presence as we, as we do, as we need. I don't think we need as much police presence. And I don't think the dollars are properly allocated in terms of like the budgeting. So like one thing I was, I was listening to Van Jones on, um, Mike Tyson's thing, his podcast. And he was talking about how like he just looking at the prison system itself, it's not really built on reform. It's built on like, somebody goes in there, they do hard time, and they just throw you right back into society. And it's like, hearing, I, I, don't, I forgot what state he was saying, or if it's general, it costs like 120000 to house a prisoner for one year. They could be sending kids to colleges for the same amount of money. But instead, they're sending somebody, they're paying that much to house somebody in prison where they're not doing much. Like, they're waking up, they're going to sleep, they're working out, they might be doing little like, tasks like make a license plates or whatever or whatever job they have them doing for 8 cents an hour but why is it costing why is this person's life costing 120,000 a year but there's a kid who has the grades and the requirements to go to college but can't afford it so that's why I'm like alright the whole prison system itself needs reform and the whole police system itself needs reform because like if I feel like if there's definitely crazy people who need to be you know whatever in prison or if you're an extreme person escorted off the earth, but like, majority That's of people, weird. yeah, if if there's like proper reform, yeah. I don't think people coming out would have to deal with police the same way. Like, I don't think it would be as much going on if the system was really focused on like, alright, let's reform and build these communities. There's public schools with kids like sharing books or kids using books from years ago with tears in them and scratched out letters because the school can't afford books, but the police <laughs> is getting, you know, $3 million budgets for this and X amount of dollars for this. I feel like it's lopsided. So maybe don't do away with the whole police in general. But I think defunding it in some ways, definitely and putting our money to use in better ways, I think it's at least worth the conversation and like taking action to do it. Because that shit can go other places. Like, hmm.
0: what do you think? What's your opinion on it? I have multiple opinions on it. First off, um I think that I think we are thrown numbers uh and and we're just supposed to react to that. Hey, the New York City Police Department gets 6 billion dollars a year. Well, I know that sounds like a lot, but I sat down and said, "All right, New York is number one, extremely expensive. Expensive place to live in. Number two is a ton of crime in New York City. A ton. A ton of crime. It's a big city. Big city. A lot of poverty there. A lot of gangs. Just a lot. There's a lot of crime. Uh, Number three. uh, Number four. um, I broke the numbers down. So without adding in Dispatchers, trainers, cost of boot camp, cost of buildings. I'm not even talking about the prison part. Mm. Which I I have people in the prison system that I can I can't even lie. They went into prison and came out ten times better than they were before. I can't even lie. I can't even lie. They went in, they got degrees they learned new skills they came out and they just their lives transformed for the better so I cannot lie about that in a grand in the grand scheme of things most likely it's probably it probably needs uh, altering understandable understandably but uh, in my experience uh, more people have gone to prison and came out better but sticking on to the police reform part uh, <clears throat> I did the numbers and $6 billion I go to the thirty-five to 40,000 police officers in in New York City where there are uh, nearly 100,000 calls every single day to the police, leaves a police officer at about 100,000, 130,000 a year. Mm-hmm. May seem like a lot of money if you live in Alabama, but if you live in New York City or you live in New York State? That's—I mean—you can't really call a hundred thousand dollars a year at a crazy amount of money, right? Right. It's—it's just a—you're it's a, making a decent living. You're able to purchase property, blah blah blah. Send your kids to college. Um. When I looked into Chicago, uh, which we all know what Chicago is as far as crime goes um Chicago is one of the deadliest warlike cities, war-torn like cities in the United States um, in the past year, two years, and I believe even three years in the history of Chicago's crime and violence um, there have been zero uh, shootings of unarmed black people by the police mm. um, And those people, uh in Chicago, um, are are definitely at a disadvantage because I, I believe they're poor and they're also they're just stricken by a lot of a lot of ailments that make people turn to a life of crime and things like that, which right. which, which turns me over to this point. I think that defunding the police, is a giant middle finger to black people. Okay, how? They're going to say. And you'll see it here in in Los Angeles, where it's a big city, there's a good amount of crime here too. I've seen I've seen a lot of crime personally. Never spoke on it, but uh never snitched. But never snitched, but I've seen I've seen pretty heinous things um, here in the city. And what's going to happen is um, black people are gonna be terrorized by criminals, whether it's other black people, white people, Hispanic people, Asian people, what well, doesn't really matter who does the crime, but they're gonna call the police and they're not gonna come. And if they do come, they're gonna come five, six, seven, eight, eight hours late. They probably um, do that
1: anyways. Like <laughs>
0: they, they do that. They do that in certain areas. Yes, they already do it, and it's just gonna grow more. And I don't think so. You don't think it so? will think it'll, it'll place
1: more of an emphasis on community policing or like different forms of policing? Because I feel like eventually like, everybody's human. I don't think it's gonna be like a whole chaotic war zone. Like when the police is like, "All right, when I come in and everybody's gonna be like, "All right, it's free, it's lit." I think there's definitely going to be people who are going to try to take advantage, but I think it's going to see over time as people go, all right, you know what? We're policing our own communities. And I think that's low-key to sound conspir... Like, not to sound too conspiratorial, but, like, as low-key, I feel like that's not what the government or these states want, really. It's people having their own, you know, policing their own communities. But even that could turn into tricky, too, because power is going to become corrupt anywhere, so... Maybe Absolutely. that will just lead into gang wars <laughs> or turf wars, whatever, but. Facts.
0: So I, I wish I had Dan to speak on this and I don't know if I'm allowed to tell you this story, but I'm gonna tell it and I'm gonna leave out certain parts because I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. But there are territories here where there are people who police themselves. Right. And they they, once you move into the neighborhood, they tell you, once you're here, we don't call the police. We handle everything on our own. And just like Dan told us last week, if the police are not called, then they're not gonna go, right? So they do not call the police, but that one specific area that I'm talking about um, has uh, child sex trafficking. uh, The murder rate is astronomically high. um, Violence is astronomically high. Theft is astronomically high. It started off okay, but then, People took it upon themselves to kind of be the law and, uh, and, and people are, live in fear um, and they don't have a system or a, a position to call outside forces to help them. So um, I understand the idea of putting it into social systems that will change things in the future. The way I see it is that's not something that is set to happen um, uh, in a day or in a week or in a month. This is actually something that's set to happen over the course of the next generation, the following generation, because Mm. all these social systems are going to be after school programs. Maybe we'll put a community garden, uh, things like that. But we do have to remember that most people live in an environment that may be um, friendly to things that people should not be doing. You know, I remember when I was growing up, I was a part of a lot of after school activities and there were kids who were supposed to be a part of the things that I was a part of and they were going in the back smoking crack, not dope, not weed, crack. It was That's on the pipe and... Uh, their moms would come and pick them up i I even had one kid's name was jacob i'm gonna say his last name he was the son of one of my teachers and he had a drug problem in middle school um and and it's gonna be deeper than hey come and join the science club because now we have the money for that there has to be a change at home there has to be a there has to be a little bit of accountability on our end you know, um, as we raise our kids, we've seen this current generation of Black fathers, they are breaking that baby daddy thing. Right, right. They're they breaking that. That needed to go away, you know, um, and, and that's something that I think we, we can put on ourselves to be accountable for our actions. Um, there's so much you can do as a teacher, as a this, as a that, but When that child goes home, there's that dude on the stoop, the guy next door, the friends who can infiltrate that child's mind, that can change them uh, and guide them to the wrong things. Um, So I I think that as much as we'd like to put it solely and squarely on the finance of our government, uh, there, there has to be a piece of that. That is laid upon our shoulders that we needed to make an oath to ourselves and our communities that, uh, when I have a family and I'm taking care of my family, um, I'm going to guide them in the direction that I need them to get to go in. And we've heard it time and time again when kids, uh, meet the wrong friends early on, middle school, whatever, and then parents uproot, move. Right. right. They, yeah, move. they break that connection. And then they put them in a place where there's people who, in that community, in that environment, people are not about that stuff. And then the child's mentality changes, and he and you know, and he or she goes in the right direction. So as much as I would like to say that throwing dollars at social things uh, will change uh, the following gener- gen- generation, there is nothing more powerful than being uh, an example at home. Nothing more powerful than that. You cannot lay change on a teacher or a community garden or this or that or whatever. Um, as humans, I think it, it's a great opportunity for us um, if if we are in, in in impoverished neighborhoods and you know what that brings. Poverty brings crime and, yeah, crime you know, and, and you know, blah blah blah. I think it's time for us to be accountable for ourselves and say, hey, look, I'm in this current situation. What can I do to break it? What can I do? If you are already, if you're already mother or father and X amount of children and life is difficult, try to figure out a plan for you to maybe go to a vocational school or go to back to school or something and be the change at home. You know that brings in more money, so that you have more flexibility to spend time with this generation, because this generation is being raised by screens. They facts. They're being they're being raised. We're putting on the responsibilities of parenthood and family leadership onto other people's. We have to stop doing that. That's facts, but how does that connect to the defunding the police, the, though? I I say that because they they're throwing around hey we're going to use the money for social reform but what is that they're saying that with social reform there will be less crime therefore less need and less desire for police but but that immediately removes the responsibility of we the people
1: right, i think
0: right. i think there's money. There's enough money. They the government just sent us twelve hundred dollars and then paid paid us six hundred dollars a week. Or you, you know what I mean? There's enough money. There's enough money. But I do feel a certain type of way about uh, saying, "Hey, we don't like you. Uh, we don't like what you do." And um, and reminder, you know that crime is not at an absolute zero. I'd understand if we didn't if we didn't have a crime problem, but we do. I I would understand that. Um, but we there are X amount of millions of calls to the police every single day so uh, I don't think it's necessarily right to say hey let's strip these people away from who are doing who have a job who have families who have X Y and Z I don't know if that's totally fair on our end um, um, to put to place into things we're not hundred percent sure where the money will go you know right. um, so I think that there could be a group, a grouping of where the finance could come from. Take a little bit here, take a little bit there, take a little everywhere so that we as a community can can grow our, yeah, you know, it it doesn't need to be, let's punish these people for what these cops are doing. It's not, it's not right. I don't think it's right. So
1: cutting those cops jobs is not the the right way to approach it, pretty much.
0: I don't think so. And then I, I heard one guy who was speaking where, where he lives in the South. He was begging for uh, this idea to go away because as a police officer, he made $18 an hour. But I could tell he didn't necessarily have an understanding of the financial aspect of it because... There was a budget of a couple million dollars for 80 officers in this city. A couple million dollars. You're making $18 an hour. I'm not going to pursue a a bad guy for $18 for an hour. I'm not yeah. flipping a burger for That's $18 like an hour. You know? So it's like, no, let's think about this. Let's think about the financial replications that come along with the people who, um, are, are not the ones that we are mad at. You know, I, 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 I think there needs to be some more thinking about this. There just needs to be, it. Don't don't just take it away. Don't cancel cops. Don't cancel McGruff the Crime Dog. Don't cancel yeah. Paw Patrol. Like, Shh. relax everybody. Let's Cost just think show, about it. They yeah, canceled the TV show. They canceled yeah. it. Relax everybody. Let's just think about a way how we can all. How we can all do this, especially if you guys are mad at the white people, quote unquote, why don't you just tax the white people more? I'm just how? I'm uh, uh, re- I'm relaxed. <laughs> the the saying white saying tax, how? the, how the white the white tax, the white tax, the white tax. The they white make, tax? <laughs> that'd be that'd be crazy. The white that. tax. Make, make them take the census check. and then say, hey, you're sorry. That'd be crazy. The white come tax. out of their
1: check, like come out of their check, it'll be like whatever, blah, blah blah white tax. Yeah, that's sorry. crazy. I'm That's not really I mean. suggesting, could, guys. Don't you know what? That could be a form of reparation, right there. Every white person got to get like a little, whatever. Whether it's we're not even going to tax high. Let's say five to ten percent. Ten percent. Oh my five, gosh. Five, five, five percent of the check. You know, five percent. That's a lot of money. And it goes to the United Negro Fund, where it's like, all right, everybody, black black people get interest free loans off of this white tax. it's like, all right, bam, you don't got to pay it back. Actually, it's free money. Take it. I was gonna say, what's the point of an
0: interest free <laughs> loan? <laughs> Just go there and rob the place. I would. You said it, not (laughs) me. You said it, not me. You said it, not me. What are you going to do? Arrest me for taking money that I already am going to get for free? (laughs) I mean, that's a good way to put it.
1: That's a good way to put it. I'm not going to debate that. But your point with the defunded police thing is definitely accurate. I definitely agree with that. In terms of like, I think it's definitely blinded us to be like, to not look at cops as regular people who are employed. Like, What happens to the police when it's defunded? Like, what do all these people do when it's like, People are already talking about automation is gonna be taking jobs away. Now it's like mm-hmm. police losing their jobs and X, Y, and Z. What are they yeah. gonna do? Like, what's all these people gonna do? So, shit, so I don't know, but I, I don't know. But I think it, at least it's opening the conversation for like budget checks to be like, all right, maybe we don't need this, we're not gonna spend X, Y, and Z, we're gonna, we work the math and we just need this. Let's do this for whatever communities. So hopefully it does right. that, so. right. But sliding on to our only topic for petty time because the world is shut down and you know, people can't act up. One of our favorite people, shout out to Cordai Black, they dropped his weapon charges so he's avoiding 15 years in prison. So, you know, I told you he's a good guy, man. They see that. They see he's a good guy that's trying. Unfair,
0: unfair. How could they drop his gun charges? It's unfair if it was a white guy they would have dropped it and then gave him ice cream
1: they probably oh. would have you never know he didn't get
0: ice cream where's Kodak's ice
1: cream <laughs> where's his ice cream I feel like Kodak's a good
0: guy man give him another chance you know no man keep going locked lock up for a bit man. <laughs> this guy's a he's a he's horrible to community he what? he shot up a building filled with people and kids he good did? guy he did that Yes,
1: listen, man. We don't know what he's going through, man. It's, it's, it's wild. I had it's a wild world. You know, could have been.
0: <laughs> give him some therapy know. in prison. Some therapy. <laughs> he
1: needs therapy. And I love
0: Kodak Black. Great he needs, music. He needs, hugs. but he needs keep therapy. him in there. For, for how long? they give him three years. It might not be enough. He's still beefing with people on Instagram. Give him another year. Nah, no, no, he's What's having fun. fun on problem. Instagram. He's having fun on
1: Instagram. He's trolling. It's fun. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. He's not <laughs> tripping. You know. Not tripping. Not at all. We're going. Let's start over. You don't think so? I think, man, let Kodak live, man. Let Kodak live. I, I don't know. I feel like he when he comes out of jail this time, he's gonna be a little bit cooler. And he's gonna think things through this time. Hopefully. I think I this him. is hopefully this is his last time in jail. Hopefully he has that Gucci revamp when he comes out and it's a whole new
0: mentality, a whole new Kodak. You see how big he is now? No, Kodak <laughs> Kodak, Kodak is not doing any kind of goodness in prison right now. he come out, eating. drop about two mixtapes, one album, and you jump right back in that cot. Damn, I hope not, man. I hope not.
1: I hope that's not the reality. I hope not. I hope not. But let's slide on over to the kickback segment, where it's like, you know, we smoothly transition to our end, and we kind of bring, we say what we miss, whether it's like a nostalgic thing, figure, smell, place, anything. What's one thing you wish you could bring back or relive or you know, we feel what's one, what's one nostalgic thing that you wish you could bring back?
0: Um, I guess I guess the a, a, an age of innocence you know uh, remember when Bill Clinton was liked the first black president quote unquote yeah I mean remember when Barack was running just a lot of Sometimes times were, you know, good 2016 feeling moment. Yeah, 2016, Everybody wants to go back to 2016 90. summer. I'm kind of good on that, though. I don't. Well, maybe. If 26. I knew what I was, if I knew now what I know now, and I could go back to 2016, it's lit. But, but uh, I'm good. I don't need to go back to 2016.
1: So but just of- the, the
0: feelings of, like, everything is going to be okay. You know, even if it's a lie a lot of it was a lie. But even if it's a lie that, you know, we could wake up one day and just feel like, man, let me go to work. Let me, I have money in my savings account. I, uh, you know, it's all good. I think we need that, you know. And uh, as the world opens up, we need to have some lit summer parties. I think it's gonna be
1: there because people miss being out. But with these new numbers coming on, do you think we have a summer?
0: Like these new uh, COVID yeah. numbers? I don't think these new numbers mean anything. Okay. I don't think they mean not a thing. So I went you, to the mall yesterday. It was packed? Not packed, but most things were open.
1: But parties, though? You think parties going to be open soon? Yeah. E- yeah. Hopefully, because yeah. some of these rappers need that show money. We'll, oh, I think- they're
0: not going to be performing. I mean, maybe they'll do like house parties, but it won't be anything...
1: Oh, you mean like small contained parties, not necessarily clubs or like big. Yeah, parties. those good
0: summer kickbacks. You know, you' okay. this is your first summer in LA. No, this is your no, summer. no, my
1: second, second.
0: Yeah, the, you need that experience. Your last year was not that wasn't it. You know, but so there no. are moments where in LA that are just exquisite. You know, mm-hmm. those type of spend a day at the beach. You remember when you were a kid, you would spend the day like at the pool and then you go inside and eat a sandwich eat with sandwich. chips in it. You mm-hmm. eat sandwich with chips in it. As an adult, those exist. I mean, we need that. We need that for sure. We need to I go on a boat. Days. We need to go like, the, we need to do all the stuff white people do on
1: Instagram.
0: <laughs> it's for actually sure. fun. For sure. It's fun
1: relaxing. Bonfires and shit. I can see that. Yeah, it's lit. It's
0: great. All right,
1: I fuck with Let's that. Get answer, that, up, that. Let's get our money
0: up. Let's get our money
1: The coins, we need the. Co- I think that's the thing. That's the variable when you become an adult, where it's like, all right, money's a lot more important than,
0: I guess, it seemed as a kid. Where- yeah, well, we're we're on the crux. I feel it. What? Uh, we're on that point right now, where if we keep our eyes down that tunnel the money will come, the experiences will come, you know? But stay focused. That's all I gotta say, stay focused. Don't spend too because much time on that Netflix, stay focused.
1: Yeah, man. Stop chasing these, the, the, stop chasing the authorities, man. Authorities I mean, you will don't come. have to
0: chase them anymore, you got the line.
1: I tried, I tried. I st- I, I, it depends, I feel like it's like leveling up. I feel like there's a certain tier that I've kind of oh like gosh, you're gonna
0: get the show canceled. <laughs> <Close in.
1: laughs> it's the truth, man. I don't care what nobody say. I listen, listen, it's the truth. I felt there's a certain tier that I don't have to work for. I think that I, I agree. But that's every guy. Every guy has the tier where they don't necessarily gotta put in as much work. God. But we know what type of women where that's out of our league, where out of our league, whatever, where we're gonna have to work a little bit more to get. It's not gonna come to us, if that makes
0: sense. You're, so you're, like... you're, you're, you're B Simone. You're Lou Simone. <laughs> oh, wait. What, what, like, what, what did she do? What happened? What happened? B Simone I mean. said she can't date no nine to five man.
1: You got a oh, nine to it, five, What? Wow. Huh. Tough nah. gross. That's different. That's different. I meant more so like you know, this stuff, people in your league pretty much. I feel like every guy and girl has it where it's like, for a matter of fact, I can give an example for women better, more so than men. On online, you see so much women say, like, you know, their DMs are dry. How come they're still single? X, Y, and Z. When they know that other box on Instagram or Twitter, it's like it has the 99 plus where it's a bunch of guys trying to get at them, sliding their DMs, but they're curving all those guys. Those are the guys they didn't have to work for. But the guy that they gotta work for is the one that they're, you know, gonna work for. Mm. So, like, same thing with guys. Like, there's girls that this there's, there's certain a tier girls where you don't have to work for it. it's like, you know. They're going to flock to you. You don't have to put in much work. But then there's the one that you found, you know, on IG that lives in Florida. And you know she's going to give you a headache. You know.
0: <laughs> she just responded to me, though. She,
1: you see? You see? But you see how you work for it and now you're excited, if any other girl who responded to you, any other girl who responded to you, it's like, all right, she responded. All right, whatever. But this one made you excited. <laughs> you're in the other box. i
0: responded to you. I, <laughs> I screenshotted a response, too. I was like, oh, I'm see? getting married. Ah!
1: See? So that's my point right there. The excitement uh, you felt is the same thing.
0: Oh, so it's the same smart. thing, man. It's the same thing. I'm
1: get, Oh, boy. It's lit. Yeah, man. It's lit, man. Let me see. I'm going to Florida. I'm in Florida? I'm going to Florida. After the COVID shit,
0: yeah. But let me man, see. Yeah, I done been happen. to two, three other states recently.
1: But then it opened up like Florida. Florida was like people... No, know they're open.
0: No, when I went to Utah... I went to dinner in restaurants. Right. The, the waitress or wait, waitress didn't even have a mask on. She was like, I got a doctor's note. She didn't even get to finish the sentence before the people I was with, I'll give him my lemonade. I got a haircut. <laughs> I went, I, I went, uh, look, this, California is a sensitive state. We know this. California is a sensitive state. If you step outside, where's your mask? But right. once you hit Vegas, the mask thing, It's like bro. mask. Why do you have a mask on, you weirdo? <laughs> this
1: Negro's trying to rob us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. That, that, damn, I didn't even think of that shit. You go across yeah. the, the border with a fucking mask on. It's like, wait, what? It's a whole different yeah. world. Yeah.
0: I jumped into the 7-Eleven. As soon as I got to Vegas to put some gas in my car, I turned around back to my car. Oh, I forgot my mask. I put the mask on. I jumped in the, in the in the 7-Eleven. Everyone turned to me. Oh, what the hell? Why has he got a mask on? I'll take that mask off. Ugh. I'm not here to rob the place.
1: I just want an <laughs> Arizona tea. I just want Arizona. We know. We know you want Arizona, boy. That's it. But shit. All right, let me see. What would I what would I bring back? Hmm. i probably say G Shock watches. Oh, you have money? Listen, listen, listen. I remember I was I bought my my first G Shock when I was like 14, 15. And I made that money off of surveys, doing online surveys. I was getting like fifty cents, a dollar. I had, nothing, I had nothing better to do. Like whenever I was bored, I'll hop on the computer. I'll do like whatever five surveys in a day, make like eighteen bucks, and I stacked it up. And I got my first G G-Shock for like sixty-five dollars, and I was like, "Ah, right, yeah, it's lit." It was lit, man. It was. Lit. And and what was the outcome of that? I kept it. It was. I started. I started like a little G shock collection.
0: No, but I mean, where people like, oh, okay, I see Louis. Oh yeah, the
1: hell yeah. I used, I used to have, I used to go buy Louis G shock Yeah, man. I had like a little collection. People, people love the G
0: shocks People love the G shocks I never had one. I'm you got to get one, one, man. Get one. It's like, too late for that. What am I gonna go buy G shocks and Bapes? Nah, like
1: <laughs> they got different ones. I had I had a couple of them that looked like the Bape ones, that were all colorful. But some of them are just like regular sleek Casio looking ones, where it's like the Casio G shock ones, like the black ones. It's like what? Well, well, I don't know if they upped the price, but it was like forty bucks at the time. It's sleek. It's minimal. It's
0: sleek. All right, now I have a question for you. Yep. As a teenager, you had nothing better to do. You kind of grew up not in the richest area of mm-hmm. Boston. You would you agree that you had people in your neighborhood that were like bad influences? Of course. That could that could be. Why why not join them? Why uh, why do surveys online for eighteen dollars a day?
1: Man, I'm not going to lie. I was. There definitely was a lot of temptation to join them. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think one for me was... Let me see. I don't know, to be honest. I think my parents, for sure, definitely started at home. Definitely starts at home, like, my parents. And also seeing the outcome, like... There was, I remember one time, my, my sister... Because me and my sister, we wasn't... She's, like, what, three years older than I am? So, there was a point we went to the same school. At, like, in middle school. And then, like... um. I remember there was, there was like a, a gang fight between the schools because some school jumped some kids from my school and then we got word of it and then we were all like, yo, we're gonna hop on the train, we're going there, we're gonna run in there and just beat people up, X, Y, and Z. So like, most of the kids are from the school, we end up going and like, the train is like in different ways. So like, there was a, a train station called Ashmat, which was another school. So one group will go, they were there already, another group will go. So I was walking with my sister and it's me and two, two other of my friends. One of them, like, hands me a knife or whatever, right? So I've taken it, and my sister's like, yo, what are you doing? You're not supposed to do that, blah, blah, blah. So my sister basically starts me from going, and then I later find out that two of my friends got, they went to jail, and, like, they had to, like, I don't know, basically, like, they end up getting records in X, Y, and Z. So after that day, I was like, damn, if my sister wasn't there, I definitely was going to go because of the fall of, just, that's just the sheer fall of being an idiot, you know, a young kid, 13, 14, and also the peer pressure of my friends. So seeing them go, seeing them be like, yo, just go, like, we're about, we're about to go it. I was with it until my sister was like, no, we're not doing this, we're going home, blah, 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 if we don't, I'm telling mom. So I think for me, it was having like, number one, seeing my friends get locked up early, see what they had to go through. Number two, knowing that my mom is going to be like super hurt by it or feel some type of way. We're actually fearing an ass whipping more than that. Like, I wasn't even worried about the police. I was feel worried about, like, all right, when I come out of jail or when I come out of the, the detention center, I'm catching an ass-whooping. So I think for me, it was more so, like, the end the end home upbringing and then also seeing what happened to, like, friends and just acquaintances growing up. Like, seeing them go to jail, seeing them get shot, seeing X, Y, Z happen to them. So for me, I'm just like, nah, that wasn't for me. I learned early on, like, all right, I'm not selling drugs. I know what they have to go through. I want you to just think about what you just said, and that's it. But nothing. what like, wait, wait. So, like, what's the, what's the underlying statement? Like the underlying theme of it.
0: The reason why I asked you that is because you see what your environment can do to you, mm-hmm. can do to you, and what leaders, family leaders and the establishment of your home, the impact it has on you. Because I grew up in a similar place. When I I lived in Fort Lauderdale, it wasn't the sweetest place. I can say that. Probably now it's much nicer, it's a beautiful place. But when I grew up in Fort Lauderdale, like I said, my crack, kids doing crack in middle school, normal thing. Kids getting pregnant at 12, 13, normal thing. But I was so scared, number one, of my parents mm-hmm. beating me, number one. And number two, just being the kid of people who came to the United States and risked everything for me. But I think that also, like, well, that that's definitely a big
1: thing. But connected to what you just said, though, I feel like that definitely plays a part, but it's not the whole story because... It's like, not the whole thing, I, no. Because I'm like... I have, like, brothers who are into a whole lot, like, who are just more hard-headed, hard-headed than I am, and we come from the mm-hmm. same environment, same parents, same X, Y, and Z. So I feel like a, there's a certain part of it that's, like, low-key innate. I think it depends on, like, the certain mentalities that kids just... Some of us, well, people just naturally have when you're born. Because I, I do feel like, yeah, we're born as a blank slate somewhat where we pick up and learn things, but I do feel like there's kids who, or people, who, like, we're just born with different intuition. And you can see that watching kids. Like there'll be different kids, but they're all into different things. They take different paths early on.
0: So sure, for me, I think definitely. it was just
1: yeah, for me it was just I think my mind was just more so geared towards like other things. Like, yeah, I could be friends with kids who were into that stuff, but I always was just like into other stuff. Whether it was sure. like drawing, whether it's making beats, XYZ. So I feel like for me, I just it just didn't pull me. I think some kids sure. just naturally have a pull to Whatever energy that's going on around them, even if they have, you know, good parents. Because think about how many, I know, like, all right, if you're growing up, you went to like church or something. Think about how many parents were, you know, in church asking everybody else to pray for their kids and do X, Y, and Z, and they come mm-hmm, from the mm-hmm. same community, but for some reason, their kids just gravitated towards, you know, do rags and being vagabonds. Hey, 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 <laughs> yeah,
0: there's <laughs> nothing wrong with do rag yeah, There's nothing wrong with do rags. No no but, no no um, but, but the, the thing I, the thing is. <clears throat> Um, it it is rather complex, but there there is that element of at home. It's really important, yeah, you know. Sure. It's it's a large. It's bigger than it is smaller, you know. Um, if you don't have anybody guiding you, and I think about this even as adulthood uh, in my adult life, um, at home we call it parent parenthood. As an adult, they call it mentorship. Mm. At every point in life, um, we as people direct our attention to somebody who can guide us to where we want to go or right. whether it is where they want us to go. And I learned that during quarantine, how important, how extremely important mentorship is um, in a business sense. And then as a kid, pa- parent, parentship Um, to guide your children and and to guide your kids in the direction that you think is right. Now, will it always work? No. Just like mentorship won't always work. There's always somebody Mm. who's, who maybe thinks they're smarter than the guy who's teaching them. Understandable. But for, uh, but for the most part, even if it's just 51% of the time, people are going to keep in mind what they learn from the people that they think are important to them. You know what I mean? That's
1: facts, that's facts You know
0: So yeah. there, There's a larger conversation for that You know, because Even in the streets You know, there's people who are older Who guide younger kids And I think that that's Oh boy That's something else too You know, oh, yeah. older that's, dudes that's Who guide kids Yeah,
1: yeah That's predatory in a different way Where it's like They know they're, they're not gonna have the Just the wits or the Intuition to not just do What this older person who looks Who they look up to
0: mm-hmm.
1: So it's definitely like a power dynamic In it too mm-hmm. and I think, yeah I mean, yeah, to be honest, yeah, it's definitely... What you just said plays a, a big role and like, why, well, at least for my path, for why I didn't fall into certain things. And another part of it was just that intuition. Like, her- taking in what those mentors or those those leaders said and then having the opportunity to be like, yeah, I don't care what they say. But then just being like, you know what? Son don't seem right about it. Yeah, I could make mad money doing this, or yeah, I could seem cool doing this, but... For some reason, nah, I was just didn't... It's, it just didn't appeal to me. And, like, I, I think another thing, too, is community. Like, having certain friends cut me out of it, too, because I had, like... I'm pretty sure, like, any other kid, especially, like, throughout middle school and high school, you kind of have a well-diverse group of friends because you don't necessarily choose them as the same way you do when you get older. When you're younger, it's kind of like, all right, we're friends, and there's friends in different pockets. For me, like, there were friends who wanted to do the crazy stuff, but I also had friends who were like, nah, let's just go, you know come over with like, we'll play WWE whatever, or whatever. We'll play like whatever's on PS2 or PS1. Mm-hmm. So like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think it's just, just having like the those guides and those mentors, but also having like-minded kids your age who you see are not doing that stuff. Cause then- And it, and it goes back
0: to being an adult. They say you're sure. the outcome of the five people you hang out with the most. Yeah, for sure. It's an sure. entire life thing. You know, that's why it goes back to that point when parents see their kids are doing bad, they move. They get up and they move. You know, you need to be in a different environment. So you don't think um,
1: having like trickling dollars into community things or centers that foster that, if those kids don't have those leaders, like if they could be like right, we take we're cutting this much from the state budget or whatever for this, and we're gonna create this f- so these kids who don't have, you know, at home guidance or mentorship that's up to par, they can come here and then have like a I guess like a different type of big brother. I guess brand or company organization, where it's like, all right, we're gonna be teaching you this, and like really get to them and like kind of guide them and steer them and mentor them in a different way.
0: the The thing is, I do believe that. Um, do I think it needs to all come from the police budget? No, but um, I do believe I do believe that people at school and things like that uh, um, do guide you, right? And and they have the ability to put you on the right path. But every year, you have new teachers. Every year, you have a new le- leader. Thing. They got to
1: they gotta pay these teachers more, too, though. I think that's part of the turnaround. It's like some of the teachers don't sure. feel it's worth it. But that, that's not that that's price. not even what I'm
0: saying. I'm saying when you're in a new grade, you have a new group oh, okay. of people right, coming to teach you. You're not... The only people you're stuck with are those you come home to. Mm-hmm. There's a certain point where you outgrow or outage... Mr. or Mrs. Smith Johnson, blah, 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 who held you down that year. But mm-hmm. what happens when that teacher leaves? What happens when that teacher gets a promotion or moves to another school or, or you just go to the next grade or you're done with elementary, you're done with middle school, you move on to high school? What, what are they to do? They can't hold your hand all through life. The people who are there for you are the people you go home to. So yes, for a while, for a while, it will help, but it's not everything. It, but- there has to be a meeting in the middle, a meeting in the middle where we say, "Okay, cool." the 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 community, the government, is taking their their part to build well rounded people. But we can only do that if we take ourselves accountable. So I believe in both. I believe that yes, the I, we build a community, we pay property tax, we pay this, that, and all the third, bring it, trickle it back into our communities and things like that. But at the same time, you know, be there for your children, be supportive, um, and do do your best to be your best, so that you can be a great example for your children. Will it always work? No, because I got some friends who have really, really, really successful parents who have taught them everything that they could potentially potentially teach them, and then they turn out to be. Mm. But, bad. uh, you know, but but still, it, it it takes both. I don't think we need to say like this is the only reason why we have a ton of crime. There's no social so- services or so like, mm, I don't know. I can agree with that. I agree with that.
1: I can agree with that. That's a good way to end the show. Cause I, I don't have like anything like to. I can agree with that. It definitely takes more than one person, and like more mm-hmm. than one community. One, more more than one system. Cause I,
0: mm-hmm. only
1: thing I would add is like even if you are, if you have that at home, having that at home is still limited in a certain way. Like I say, like let's say if you're. Especially if your parents are from like immigrant countries. Like if they're immigrants and you're like the first generation, mm-hmm. there's things that are limited in in terms of like America or the culture mm-hmm. here, where they can't necessarily help. So you kinda have to find different mentors in different places, like in your community. Yeah. So I think it's it should just start by like if they're gonna fix those things, they just need to hire more good more good qualified teachers who are actually there for the students. I think for the most part where it's like those teachers who don't necessarily care. They just don't really care. And the ones who are loved, that's the reason why they're loved because the kids honestly see that, okay, this this teacher cares, this person cares. So I feel like if they do a good, a better job of like, same thing with the policing, just do a better job of, it can be narrowed down to anything, qualifying them. Like the same thing they're trying to do with guns or whatever. Do a better job of qualifying who gets these positions to like enrich and basically mentor kids because that's what they're doing. Like they're mentoring kids for six to seven, whatever, eight hours a day. Then you go back home to your real your real mentors, but I'm gonna give you stuff that they're not giving you at home.
0: Mm-hmm. So like it's true. Uh, I remember in in high school, I had a teacher who we actually had a class discussion where the the students asked the teachers like it it feels like you really don't care about the students. You you more just care like hey here's the assignment did you do it blah blah. blah. There was there was very little emotion, and I'll never forget that my teacher was like. He kind of highlighted something that happened earlier in the week. We had like a problem student who just like we were having a good moment in class. And then the student just kind of made that made the moment about them and just kind of ruined the energy. And they were like, I've been a teacher for 20 plus years. At first, I jumped in because I cared. But at a certain point, the life got sucked out of me. Mm. The life got sucked out of me. And I felt like I was a parent to kids who had parents and that's not my job. You know, I can teach you, I can mentor you, but I can't train you to be good people. I can't train you. You know, I can do my best, but if, you know, and then if the kids get in trouble, the parents come, the parents will blame the teacher. It, 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 was, it was stuff like that. Yeah. That I just remembered like, that's why I keep bringing this, this up because I remember that conversation. And, the, and after that, believe it or not, we had a pretty good year. Students felt bad for her. They were mm. like, "Damn, like we we're ruining your life, <laughs> yeah, pretty much." You know what I mean? Yeah. And everybody, like, every time somebody would just act up a little bit, we'd be like, "Yo, come on, the class will like, check them." Yeah, but
1: that's, that's that's kind of, right <laughs> yeah, that's that's community policing right there. Yeah, that's that's a form of it. I think there got to be a blend of it to be honest. It's, yeah, maybe true. not defund the whole police, but like it's it's like what you what you just said earlier too. It's like. Take account of accountability. Yeah, this fucked up cops and yeah, this X, Y, and Z. But if you look at ourselves like and people in the community who has those positions, you gotta, we got to evaluate ourselves too. Because like once the kids could check that too and once the parents go, you know what? This person is watching over, you know, whatever, 15 to 23 assholes. Kids who can't <laughs> can be assholes. Not assholes generally, but kids who can be assholes.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: you know, the parents got to do their job too and be like, you know what? Don't act like this Do this Here's some good training So yeah it's, it's it's a it's a multi-layered thing For sure It's a lot of yeah. shit Yeah But that's I mean that's a good way To end it though we, we definitely been on it For like three hours for sure We gave him a good juicy episode
0: Facts So like Be a good uh, dad, Lou You
1: said be one? Yeah, be a good nah, dad nah, 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 nah Fuck them kids Fuck them kids It's like Jordan said Fuck them kids, man <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. But like, oh, reach out to your kids, Louis. Which ones? I, I, I don't know. I'd be scared if I, if there's some that I don't know of. Like, what what would you do? Like, do you reach out to yours? <laughs> <laughs> they don't know my real name. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know my <laughs> end the
0: show, Lewis. End the
1: show. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know my real name. That's a good one. You got switch your name up. <laughs> All right, shit. With that, we're gonna wrap the episode up. This is Black Star. If you guys enjoyed it, be sure to listen to wherever you find Listen to it, whatever you find your podcast, whether it's Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, Share It. Um, like Nostalgia on Instagram, or follow Nostalgia on Instagram, like it on Facebook. Uh, anything else you want to add?
0: That's it, y'all. Stay safe out there. Hey, man. Always always think, guys. Always think.